podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello friends. Good day. Thanks for joining the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Welcome to the third episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Uh, so we are uh, recording this on the 20th of January uh, and we will be talking about the ongoing uh, cricket events and we will be discussing some other things related to cricket. First of all, I would like to say thanks to all our listeners from around the world who have been listening and encouraging us and giving us some very valuable feedback. I'm your host, Ajit. I would like to now uh, call upon our co-host, Giridhar, to join, whom I'll be calling Giri. Hello, Giri. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Ajit. Hello, everyone. Uh, good, day to, good day to all of you. Um, thanks for being supportive towards us. Uh, it's been uh, really nice to have all your comments coming in. Uh, also, ideas, new ideas, uh, feedback, uh, very precious for us. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to uh, uh, give some information about the ways you can reach out to us. We are reachable on uh, our email address, armchair.cricket at gmail.com. I repeat, armchair.cricket at gmail.com. We also have our own Twitter handle, at armchaircrickpod. Um, and uh, we are also available on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, uh, we would love to have you listen to our podcast there on Apple Podcasts and uh, give us your ratings. Whether it's a five or whether it's a one star, please uh, keep your feedback coming. Uh, this will help us a lot uh, also to uh, you know improve uh, further. Uh, we are also available on uh, Spotify. So if you have a Spotify account, um, you can search for us. Um, on um, Just look for Armchair Cricket Podcast and you should have all our episodes appearing there. Apart from that, um, we, we will also add a link links to all these episodes. Um, um, uh, all these channels where you can find us, uh, find our podcast. Uh, it will be available uh, in the description uh, box below. Thank you. Um, Ajit, the stage is yours, please. Thank you. So just another small thing. If you are following us on Twitter, in the Twitter bio or the Twitter introduction, these links are available. The one for Apple Podcasts. And uh, I think also I can mention our mail there. So thanks a lot once again to all our listeners. We are really happy to receive this positive feedback and also some nice ideas. All right. So uh, on today's agenda, I would say, uh, Giri, I think the first thing we can begin with is, uh, mm-hmm. as India fans, the roundup of the India-Australia tour. Yeah, or of the, course. Yeah, India yeah. tour of Australia. So indeed, so the ODI series has been wrapped up and India have won the series 2-1. Right. So they made a very nice comeback after having lost the first ODI. India seems to have made a very nice comeback and won the other two. So the most important thing for me is this is one of those very successful tours. I mean, uh, if you take out uh, the fact that India, it's India touring Australia. This is a very successful tour for any touring team because they have won all three formats. Or let's say they have won two formats and drawn the third one. Right. Mm, this is a very yeah. successful tour. Yeah. So you yeah. give away one test match, you give away one T20 and you only give away one ODI and you walk away with two complete series wins and one tied series, 
right and i have a feeling if the third t20 was not rained out india would have taken that as well you know um, that that finished in a very let's say intriguing way uh, that was unfortunate mm-hmm. that the series mm-hmm. got uh, rained out anyway uh, this i think is overall a very successful tour as far as india is concerned right mm-hmm. and uh, what do you think what is your overall picture of the tour kiri oh i think um... it's been a dominating uh, uh, performance by team india in this uh, australian tour they have um, i think they have dominated australia in all formats like you said um, due to inclement weather they couldn't play one t20 uh, i think uh, uh, if they had played that india would have probably won that uh, they also you know missed out on uh, a quite a possibility of a win at sydney scg in the last test match which was also washed out by rain uh, the last day indeed um i think if uh, if you consider all those things yeah it's been it's it's been one of the best uh, away series india has ever had possibly the best i think in recent memory that i can think of indeed one of the really good ones and um, if you listen to what kohli said in his uh, interview at the end of the tour he said if you had told me he said this i mean if you told me that we would win all we would win test series we would win one day series and we would tie the t20 uh, series Uh, I I would have taken that and I think every Indian fan or every cricket fan who loves the way India are playing right now will uh, take that result uh, okay. a lot of also positives um, for Indian cricket I mean I think we've never had such a dominating um, fast bowling attack which we had you know in test series so a lot of good takeaways and so many things to uh, you know look forward to uh, you know considering the team strength they have right now uh, also the ODI team uh, world cup uh, in England should be Uh, i think it it should be an interesting uh, prospect for india india should do well with the current team strength indeed this is a really mouth watering contest i would say going forward i expect indian one day team and the indian uh, limited overs team to also really uh, come up in the world rankings i think they may they may you know leading up to the world cup they might peak and they might really do well i'm hoping uh, as i keep telling you uh, i would very much like to see new zealand win but uh, let's see let's see if they are able to uh, maybe at least go to the finals or the semi finals and uh, let's see how it goes um going further um just to recap the uh, second and the third odi so in the second odi australia batted first and they scored 298 nearly 300 runs and uh, i think uh, sean marsh had 100 he was very well supported by peter hanscom who made 20 stoinis who made 29 Maxwell added the sort of the finishing work uh, he scored 48 out of 37 mm-hmm. and uh, this was chased down by India with Kohli scoring 100 but then i think uh, the um, the finishing touches to the indian chase was put yeah. in by ms dhoni who yeah. scored a 55 of 54 balls and then karthik who scored 25 of 14 uh, what are your thoughts on this odi kiri well uh, the true legend uh, of one day uh, one day cricket indian one day cricket the guy who started it all you know uh, although you you have to say uh, back in 2005 when rahul dravid was a captain and india had i think then a world record is does is it still a world record in the number of changes uh, chases that they achieved so many victories uh, uh, ms dhoni was also part of the team back then but then in his captaincy india started winning while chasing a lot and he had good finishers like uh, yuvraj singh uh, Uh, in his team back then uh, when he started and he's continuing the tradition now um, amazing true uh, testament to his skill and uh, longevity his fitness amazing he's a 37 year old guy who runs like a sprinter you know he's is amazing even justin langer has uh, uh, mentioned that in one of his uh, interviews saying uh, if australian players can look up to him you know the way he runs the way he stays fit 
even at that of course. age. Of course. Yeah. So a true legend. I think he's come alive, although with certain uh, with a break that he had in between uh, the series. Um, so his fitness has never been a has never been a problem. I would say Indeed. he has a specific role in the team, and he understands his role, and also his teammates understand the role. Although for us outsiders, we may not be able to see that. It may not be so apparent to us, uh, especially looking at the way he starts an innings. He's quite slow. Uh, he's quite pedestrian, uh, to be really blunt. Yeah, uh, he consumes a lot of balls uh, to start with, but then hey, he finishes the innings, right? So in the end. The end result looks in India's favor, and uh, he turns up. You know, he's, he's not out at the end of the innings. Yeah. It's not so bad. Um, but I, I remember watching this. Uh, so, I mean, congratulations, congratulations to Dhoni. So he did well. Um, but I, I remember watching him bat with Virat Kohli in the third one-day match. I, I happened to see this live. Um, Virat Kohli, you know, likes to have strike. He likes to keep the score uh, scoreboard ticking. You know, he, he likes to take, you know, keep taking those singles. And Dhoni was there on the other end. He was he Dhoni had the majority of the strike while they were batting together, and Dhoni was hitting straight to the fielders every single time. So he he even I think he played out a maiden maiden over to Jai Richardson. If I'm not wrong, was it Jai Richardson or was it Peter Sidle? One of those. Okay. Um, and he couldn't score a run, and Kohli was visibly frustrated. He he even let out a few expletives out, not at him, but at, at himself. You know, he was not able to. Uh, Keep the scoreboard ticking, and then uh, in the end, he played a rash shot, and then he was caught behind uh, very nicely by Kerry. Um, but it, at the end of it all, though, you, you can see that Kohli was frustrated. But then, uh, when everything had calmed down, um, he acknowledged the fact that Dhoni is, yeah, Dhoni is, uh, Dhoni knows what his role is, and he's playing his uh, role beautifully. Um, I also remember that he keeps wickets for 50 overs, and then he plays such uh, such an inning, which such an innings which uh, takes a lot of strain uh, uh, physically. Um, so it's it's uh, hats off to him. Of course, uh, look. Yeah. Um, if you were to look at, uh, I think you did a very good summary of Dhoni's role and his you know efforts in the series. I think uh, just what I can add is. Um, he was sort of slightly under pressure. What we sort of mentioned in the previous episode as well, that Tony was not cricketing fit. But then I think he gained that after the first one day. And then mm. in the next two as well, he was able to show his finishing skills, score at a very good rate as a rate. And he likes, look, his, his modus operandi is to take it to the last over or yeah. nearing to the last over. He likes to take it to deep, uh, in the deep, uh, into the match. And then he usually wins wins the match, right? Kohli is more, let's get, do bulk of the work right away and then we'll make it easy for the rest of the, let's say, the order, yeah. right? Yeah. So there, there is this contrasting approaches. I saw I saw what you meant, that Kohli was getting a bit frustrated. I think that's something they both will sort out outside of the limelight and in the dressing mm-hmm. room. And the next time we see them bat, probably this will not be an issue. But indeed, I could see you are absolutely right that Kohli was a bit frustrated and it may have even led to his dismissal in the third of ODI. So in the second ODI, I think um, just to finish up, I think yeah. Bhuvi Kumar bowled really well. He took four wickets. And yeah. then um, yeah. Shami had a three-wicket uh, spell as well. And uh, Karthik did the right sort of finishing. What was missing in the first ODI, Karthik was yeah. able to do in the second, exactly what was required. And that just made sure India won, you see. And yeah. then um, coming to the third one, I think, again, Australia bo- batted first. So they batted in all three of the ODIs. And in this case, though, the Indian bowling lineup was uh, ready for them. And... Uh, I think there was a very good um, spell by uh, initially Kumar and Shami, but then uh, the star of the show was Chahal. 
because yeah. he did not let the middle orders get settled in there were plenty of good contributions you could see khwaja made 34 march mm. 39 on march you see mm. peter hanscom had a very good 58 and glen maxwell 26 so you could see that there were contributions right down the order but chahal was the real difference i think he dismissed both the left handers khwaja mm. and marsh in his very first over Uh, both of them sort of seemed a bit soft, but that that happens with leg spinners sometimes. Yeah, it's had, fine. It's fine. I guess. I mean, yeah, he's so, he's doing well. So I think, no, I think he had a point to prove there. He was yeah. sort of he did not have a very good second half of 2018, so he had lost sort of lost his place in the 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of two, um, let's say, wrist spinners, India were now going with Jadeja and another wrist spinner. Also, it had something to do with playing on Australian pitches, I'm sure. But this guy, the moment he's brought back into the team, he takes a six four. I like that sort of a you know that sort of a attitude that you want to make sure you are indispensable in the team mm-hmm. so it not only takes a 6 4 he makes sure the team is uh, successful while bowling and keeps the opposition down uh, and the chase was the chase was good i think it 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 got a bit close in the end uh, more closer than uh, most people would have liked except dhoni i think he again took it to the end and um, jadhav played his part really well yeah, so not only dhoni yeah. you could see dhoni in this case absorbed a lot more balls than in the second odi so he was mm. he took 114 balls for his 87 so because the total was not very large i think he had this cushion of 30 balls let's say to mm. take it easy but i think jadhav did the perfect finishers role so this shows the utility of jadhav for me uh, he was brought back in only in the third uh, this thing odi and he was not only able to bowl six overs well not very yeah. cheap six overs but you know that gives a bit of break to the main bowlers right mm. uh, vijay shankar i think did a very good job with the ball as well he showed his yeah. he could be this utility uh, cricketer who can uh, maybe chip in with 20 30 runs with a bat and maybe bowl five six overs in the uh, while bowling and maybe do a good job in the field you know he's not mm. a, like for like for hardik pandya i think hardik pandya has more is uh, go he's better with the ball and the bat huh? right but more flair i think <laughs> of course flair as well yes. <laughs> he claims he's from the west indian side so yeah. that's that's to be expected right so that's very good and overall i think it bodes really well that india were able to bounce back and take the series and they were progressing in strength when it came to their performances on the field both with the bat and the ball this is what we really saw and i really like that right so now if we were to just um, look at the sort of the finishing role i think jadhav for me so let's get into it the middle order right we have let's say the top four is more or less nailed down now you have rohit and shikhar then you'll have um kohli and then dhoni right this is a very powerful top four but then or is it draido draido played at number 4 in the first two uh, matches that's the thing he was left out in third yeah i mean this is the thing i think raidu may not be the start starting it may not be in all starting 11s this is the feeling i get i mean depending on the pitch and depending on the sort of uh, combination india will want to go with mm. i don't think raidu might be in every starting 11 now this okay. is what uh, i think the team management just showed us you know he had two okay. mediocre or uh, middling sort of an outings the first two but that yeah. doesn't mean you'd be dropped but so if, if indian team play an all-rounder like vijay shankar then they probably will uh... drop uh, raidu yes i mean yeah. look that means you have jadhav vijay shankar and probably one of jadeja or ashwin so okay ashwin may not play the one days let's be clear about it so we'll have a three all rounder stack from 7 to 9 uh, let's say right that will give you a bit of breathing space and maybe another batsman right at the top like raidu might not be required that's mm-hmm. one thing then for me i would always see so what 
Karthik has been reduced to is a 30 ball cameo. So the Indian management, I think, expects no more than 30 balls or 40 balls from Karthik. Mm-hmm. If there are 15 overs left with the fall of the third wicket or the fourth or whatever, it, you might always see Jadhav coming in ahead of Karthik. This is yeah. sort of the role Karthik has been given, I think, in this lineup. Do you think so or do you see it differently? Yeah, I think so because uh, Karthik has done well in the shorter format, the 20, T20s. Uh, huh? You have also seen him, I mean, I've also seen him play so well again for uh, Kolkata Knight Riders. Uh, and he has done this so many times for them. So he's, um, I think he's used to this short, short, uh, you know, short time cameos uh, like oh, yes. he also did in uh, against Bangladesh the other day, I mean, uh, T20 uh, finals. Um, so, he, I think he's more used to that. But Kedar Jadav, you know, he has played that counter-attacking century against England. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. He, he can That's also play good. a longer inning. So, he's quite good at that. So, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a hybrid uh, uh, batsman in, in terms of uh, compiling a longer innings as well as playing a counter-attacking innings. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, he can also play the role of a finisher. I think he's a real good find. He, they, yes, they yes, him. yes. I mean, yeah. I see him as a mainstay of the middle order, at least for a couple of seasons now, and maybe even going further, right? So, mm. uh, I think he has a very crucial role, and I see he will always be given the... Uh, given there are more number of balls, Chadha will come in rather than Karthik. Karthik would be held back until the 42nd or the 45th over, so that he can give that impetus, that uh, 30 or a quick 30 or a quick yeah. 25, right? Along with whoever would be there, maybe Pandya will come back into the mix. We don't know, Jadeja will be there or Vijay Shankar might be there. So, one of these guys will be with him and these are the people tasked with sort of taking India in the last five overs uh, from a... You know, sort of, depending on the sort of uh, total they already have, to push the Indian total to uh, give it a proper ending, you know? Yeah. Well, this is an ideal scenario, to be honest. When uh, things have gone well for uh, Indian batting lineup, and then we have some finishers at the end to, uh, you know, finish the job, so to speak. Indeed. But what if there is a collapse, you know, at the beginning, at the top order? What if the top four collapse like they did in the first, uh, first match, first one day? It's still oh, okay top. because, yeah. as you said, Jadav has the pedigree to play a longer exactly. innings, take yeah. 30 overs, yeah, you know, build the innings deep, and then you still have these finishers. Let's not give, let's not uh, still reduce the role that Karthik and Jadeja or Shankar mm. can play. They could, they could still hold one end of the up. You, you might one end of the innings. I mean, so mm. it doesn't mean that they would get to 350 every time. They might get to 300 or they might get to 280, yeah. but it will still be competitive, right? Uh, from what I saw. The predictions are that most of these matches, they expect there will be a 300-plus score even in the World Cup, right? So, I think this this one-day side, the Indian one-day side is always looking at it every time to make sure they have uh, 300 at least targeting. Whether they are batting first or second, for them 300 is not a problem. That's what I see, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, going forward, another thing I wanted to sort of quickly uh, discuss is the finishing role in the death overs from the bowling perspective. I think what... I saw was that Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Shami did a very good job and I would like to lord Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. I think he's really come on as a finishing bowler and let's not forget that there is no Jaspreet Bumrah in this uh, series, right? So, with him there, I think between Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Bumrah, they have a fantastic finishing uh, touch as well to the bowling innings. You had something to add? I'm sorry, I missed out. No, no, no. Uh, I think uh, the, what you said is completely right. Uh, the other day, I think in the second uh, second match in Australia, I think Bhuvaneshwar Kumar was the difference between Australia scoring 320-330 and them uh, finishing up exactly. at 299 or 298. I think he I did think. a very good yeah. job. There. Yeah. Even in this ODI, it looked like uh, the, the last uh, few overs, they kept taking wickets in the third one, right? Mm-hmm. So that uh, they ensured that there was no impetus that Australia could impart to the end of the inning. So I really loved that. 
And okay. If I, if I go, I mean, uh, sorry, sorry to mention this, but uh, mm. uh, when Dhoni was the captain of the team, uh, I remember Bhuneshwar Kumar, in fact, bowling out his ten uh, overs. You know, at the at the beginning of an innings, he was even doing that. I think uh, yeah. two or three years ago, and now he is he's bowling so well at the death. So it's good to see him do that. Yeah. Of course, I think it's also his own evolution that yeah. uh, at the beginning, even now, I think as even in the test series, he's seen as a new ball specialist, right? Yeah. So I think that's how he started out even in the one days because that was around the time when they introduced two new balls, right? To make yeah. sure the ball is not replaced at all times. So uh, with that in mind, um, that's how he was seen. He was he did majority of his bowling in the first 20 overs with the either new ball when the new ball had the shine or the slacker, right? Now he's. Right. Improved on his uh, finishing skills, so that means it gives a lot more depth to the Indian. He has uh, more pace. He has also added more. Pace, yes, I yes, think. a bit more uh, muscle, I think. Yes, yeah. Bit, uh, that's that's very nice to see, man. Yeah. So I I would I'm really excited to see that this has this this batting and this bowling lineup has a lot of balance and this sort of um, good mix of both. Um, you know, mm-hmm. even in case of a crisis, I see that they're able to uh, pull it through. Is what I see. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. So the last thing is uh, that uh, Dhoni. Who was under a bit of pump when it comes to batting in the in 2018? I don't think he had a single, uh, mm. uh, let's say, tier 50. But now in 2019, he started with a bang. You see, this is why I like him so much. He knows when to deliver. It's a World Cup year. At the beginning of a World Cup year, he starts with 350s. And I think that's more or less put paid uh, all these talks about Pant taking his place or something. Look, uh, he has again reiterated his importance, right? Pant mm. probably deserves to be in the squad. I don't see him really replacing Dhoni already. Something we were sort of also considering last week in the previous episode. Yeah, right? yeah. This but is why he's like neither it. a finisher uh, at this moment. I think he's not able to finish things off, right? Or he's a, he's an enforcer at the top of the innings. If Dhoni and Pant were to play in the same team, you know, together in the same match, yeah, uh, where would you play them both? I mean, that's that's it's open exactly. uh, for discussion, but maybe another time. You know, it's just just to bring another point we have later on. Um, MSK Prasad continues to insist that Pant is a part of the India World Cup plans. Like I, I think they like the cushion of him being the in the squad because he gives mm-hmm. the backup keeping option as well as good hitting skills, as you say, enforcing mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's 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 very interesting because there's already Karthik in the squad who's already a keeper and also sort of an enforcer or a finisher, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how they plan to fit him, but I'm. It doesn't mean the door is closed as far as Pant is concerned because the World Cup has only a squad of 15, right? Mm. I think because it's England, India would go in with probably three spinners and four fast bowlers minimum, right? Mm-hmm. If if that is the case, then you have only eight people left to fill up the batting slots. I really don't see Pant coming in there. But let's let's take it up later once the New Zealand series is fully in swing or maybe near the end of the New Zealand series let's look at this again it's it's a yeah. valid point it's it's such a beautiful problem to have for uh, oh, empty management <laughs> of course yeah. it's rather a problem of plenty rather than uh, empty cupboard no so it's it's a yeah. good one right yeah it's a good one all right now let's mm-hmm. uh, look at the Let's look at a quick review of the New Zealand versus India one day. But shall we talk about the elephant in the room first? Oh, yes. All right. I was going there anyway. But uh, Hardik and uh, Rahul, you mean? Yeah, of course. All right. Uh, look, um, the the acting BCCA president, Mr. C.K. Khanna, has come out saying that they should be allowed to play. I mean, make a decision is that I, the, the sort of vibes I got is that make a decision or let them play. Don't hold them back. Don't let their career stagnate was his point, I think. 
I agree with them there. I agree with him there because look, there is now this delay because the Supreme Court has not set a further hearing date, but they have thrown this case out because they don't have an amicus curiae. That is, they don't have a friend to advise them on this matter about cricketing matter. So that uh, they they have thrown the matter out now. So it has to. Yeah. We don't know when this decision will come, and the decision is between COA's rights and the current or the previous BCCI hierarchy. The Rule uh, the previous yeah. rulers, if I may say, within courts of BCCI, and now it's sort of in a limbo. And how many things do you keep on hold? The elections of BCCI, the future of these two players. Come on, at least when it comes to these two players, I think. Look, I agree with Mr. Khanna. Will they have been withdrawn from the squad? They have been made to suffer a lot of public humiliation. They have accepted. They have apologized. I think it's time you also slap yeah. a financial, uh, financial little bit of a you know fine on them. Then we move on. Yeah. If yeah, requires, I think they already missed three one-day one-day matches, right? At, uh, I think Hardik Pandey so. would have played two of those. I, I don't know about Rahul whether he would have fit right in, but he's out of mm-hmm. the team environment, right? That's enough of a punishment. Or oh, you know, you, you should at least let them play domestic cricket. Uh, Rahul, you know, he can he can actually uh, play for Karnataka, who are right now in semi-finals in Ranji Trophy. So I agree, I agree, and so is Hardik. I think uh, whom does Hardik represent? I'm from not wrong, uh, Gujarat. Okay, they just missed out, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, look. They would have made some difference to the teams, their domestic teams, right? Either let them play until the decision is pending domestically, withdraw them from the international team. You've done that. Let them play domestically. I mean, well, why are they just sitting at their homes? I don't understand that. Absolutely. I mean, I have to commend uh, Cricket Australia for handling this sandpaper saga, sandpaper gate. Uh... Uh, so well, you know, they were quite fast. I mean, they didn't take like months together to uh, arrive at a decision. They did it in a couple of weeks, right? In in the matter of one Test match. Yes. Right? Yes. At that point in time, it looked a bit hurried, but now I see the benefit of why they did that. Exactly. And Cameron Bancroft is playing really well for Perth Scorchers now. Oh, yes, BBL. Yes. Yeah. I, I think he has a point to prove, and he's come out with that, you know. And I like that he's doing that. But anyway, coming back to the point at hand, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's time they're they're given a sort of a closure. You know, sometimes uh, parents do this; they let the kids sort of cook in their own juices, as you say, to know that they're guilty. But then now it's time that these guys are now let off, and either you slap a fine on them and let them move on, or let them know how long they'll be out of the action. They're just sitting, not knowing what's going to happen to them. This is not nice. I think it's time they wrapped it up, right? The BCCI. Right. right. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, if you look at the New Zealand India series preview, so I think it's it's going to be a very again a very juicy contest. Uh, these are two teams that are nicely peaking, I think, mm. in their preparations to the World Cup. And New Zealand pitches, uh, I think it's now the peak summer. They would not be too spicy. They, there's still the spiciness that always comes into account while playing in New Zealand. Yeah. But uh, what what are your thoughts on this, Kitty? I mean, uh, I think New Zealand conditions, if you consider uh, the conditions that they play under, I mean, the, I think it's, it's more similar to how uh, the English pitches or English... Uh, yeah, English pitches behave, basically. I mean, I think it's comparable. So, India, if India do well here or if India put up a good performance, I think it's more like a dress rehearsal for the World Cup. I think it's uh, it, 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 India will actually look to do well here. They would like to put up a good performance, like I said. So Agreed. Agreed. I think it's it's quite important that, uh, you know, I, I remember this actually in 2003, um, India played World Cup in South Africa, right? I, yeah. yeah. And preceding the tournament, they played a series in uh, New Zealand. Back then, yes, yes, uh, and India lost horribly in the test uh, series. It was a it oh, was yeah. a tight contest, but uh, I think they lost horribly. And they also had um, not such a big uh, one-day series as well. No, uh, no, some, I think they also some good that. performance from. I think Virendra Sehwag was the only standout player. Then he scored a smashing century in that series. 
uh, in the one the day series. The bowlers did good. Zaheer yeah. Khan and Nehra, I remember doing good in both. Uh, so so when they finished yeah. that series and come, came to uh, South Africa to uh, play the World Cup in March, I think that was in March, and India played in New Zealand in somewhere in uh, January. Uh-huh. Uh, India were ready. You know, India played. Uh, I think India had one of the best World Cup series to that date after the '83 World Cup, of course. I agree. They came and to- they even, you know, finished as runner-up uh, in the end. So it it actually prepared them well for the World Cup. So I see some similarity here. Maybe maybe I'll be pro and wrong. I don't care. But but I think India have a good chance to prepare themselves well for World Cup conditions uh, in England. I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good, good opportunity. Move. Yeah, it's definitely a good move and. it might help the bowler speak you know it might sort of finish up their nicely planned out uh, you know plans and their executions they may get a bit of uh, boost there and it also helps that you are playing against new zealand which is again peaking they are yeah. really good and they are playing at home they have a wonderful seam attack so it will test the indian batting there are five one dayers right and uh, there are three t20s so it's it's not a small tour so they'll give you enough limited overs matches to sort of finalize your combination test it yeah. and this is for both the teams So yeah. if you were to look at the squads quickly, right? So the Indian squad was sort of uh, set up very uh, early, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still trying to locate the New Zealand squad. If you do, please let me know because online I'm trying to find it quickly. So, but at least the Indian squad is exactly the same. The two people I would like to really discuss here is one is uh, Shubman Gill, who now takes uh, uh, the place of, uh, let's say, Rahul, and then this. Um, of course vijay shankar who's taken the role of uh, who's uh, who's taken the place of hardik pandya right right and uh, so again shubman gill do you think he may get a he may get a run in these uh, odi mm-hmm. i think he's in the odi squad only he's not in the t20 um, squad i am i'm not too sure actually i'm i'm not really sure if he will get a chance he will get to travel with the team he will look at yes. he will get a chance to look at those players uh, how they train especially uh, he will get some time in the nets i think yeah uh, but i think he will it's it's more like grooming him for future i don't think okay. he will be able to play i mean if somebody gets injured badly there is no chance of someone else playing because of some illness yeah maybe he'll yeah. figure in i think otherwise he will probably it will probably be a grooming tool for him he'll just stay in the back room uh, look at how the uh, senior guys uh, prepare uh, one small correction he is in both the squads both t20 and uh, one day squads of course and uh, maybe he'll get a chance to play in t20 maybe he will, uh, yeah. he, will he will do that you could rest some of your key players who got a lot of yeah. uh, you know outings in the one day and give this guy a chance to go blood him in the t20 format yeah that would yeah. be a good idea you right yeah. next one is um, what about the bowlers so mohammad siraj and uh, khalil ahmed who are sort of in the mm-hmm. uh, one day squad right yeah and i would say i think khalil ahmed got one outing and uh, i think so did siraj right yeah uh, what do you think about them would they be given more chances to maybe you know see if one i think i see khalil ahmed having the yeah. there because he's a lefty right he's yeah lefty. i think he br- he brings a, a different uh, you know uh, style of bowling because he's a left armer so he brings uh, ball into the right hander and moves it away from the right hander so i think it, it he will be uh, a better option if they were to play him of course but bumrah yes. will be back right bumrah is also bumrah will play yes so that's, that's the other important thing thanks for being so i'll play so bumrah shami uh, bhuvi uh, and who else do we have uh, and siraj and uh, khalil so exactly. we have five seamers yeah so that that's i think what i see is they might rotate the seamers and uh, try maybe shami play. will be rested yes i i expect shami will not start the yeah. series but he'll be in the squad and he may come in the third and or the fourth and the fifth ones yeah mm. but for me i think bumrah will start with bhuvi and i have a feeling khalil ahmed is being tried out because he's very young he's still 
he's still very 21, raw one i think this 2021 yeah and for me siraj is good that he's also only 24 and he 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 has a bit more pace i think uh, now than he once he started but he's had a very inauspicious beginning both in the one day and t20s i think he was very costly mm. but if you look at it uh, i think he he he's more or less uh, like a the same as a little bit same as bhuneshwar kumar but bhuneshwar kumar executes his skills a bit more cleverly because of uh, the his experience he's gained yeah yeah so i think Uh, Siraj may still get an outing, and for me, Khalil Ahmed, I think they are trying to see if he can go to England. I don't see Siraj mm-hmm. being in the England squad. Uh, that is the squad to the World Cup, I meant, right? And I think uh, Khalil may get his chance to sort of prove that he has this that certain special thing. What we are continuing to say, right? The left arm angle. Mm-hmm. Um, he he might get to take his chance to you know make the World Cup squad. I don't see Siraj really making it. And as we were discussing with from the batting perspective, it looks very settled. so um i don't see too many upheavals there and also i think because it's they're playing in new zealand only one spinner may play or maybe at most two so i have a feeling kohli will sort of lean towards jadeja playing because he gives you this control and what he adds with the bat right yeah. so again it will be a toss up between yeshwendra chahal and uh, uh, i think uh, i have a feeling because of the way he came back yeshwendra chahal may get a bit more uh, games than kuldeep but yes kuldeep has really this uh, yeah he's very effective if you have not read him or seen him much and he he is very tough to pick but yeah. you go on you going to yeah, let, let's not forget kuldeep uh, did really well in uh, england last year yes uh, in uh, in uh, limited overs uh, format so i think he was quite effective he picked up a lot of wickets so so he's still uh, a force to be reckoned with i think he will do well in on english pitches Look, yeah. there is one thing I would like to add when it comes to Kuldeep. He is more effective at the beginning of the series. If he plays a series of matches, by the third or the fourth match, the batsmen are beginning to pick him. So okay. this mm-hmm. is something I've seen as a trend, right? Even in England, if you see, and now in the Australian series, the first one or two matches he is more effective. By the time the third or the fourth match comes around, people have started to work him out. Mm. So I think the Indian team realizes it and they take him out and then Chahal or somebody else will play. Yeah, right? so he'll, he'll they'll probably bring him in as a surprise factor. Surprise. Exactly. Player. So it it may happen near the end of the series if Chahal begins, and then he's the only let's say spinner in the team. Then maybe in the third, fourth, and fifth, maybe Kuldeep may get a run and Chahal may get to sit out. You know, this sort of things. Yeah. And yeah. and you know one more thing, uh, this World Cup, I think this is uh, this the format of this World Cup will be similar to what we had in 1992. So each team oh. will play against each other. Ah. So there will be a lot of matches. So nine. How many teams are there now? Nine or ten. So they get to play at least eight or nine games, league games, wow. round robin. Really? Why did they switch back to that format? Okay, we'll keep it to another discussion. Yeah, but this is what I, I uh, look at read recently. Hmm. Oh man. The, so there will be a lot uh, of people uh, required to be match fit. <laughs> I see. Uh, I yeah. can imagine. So it will be a yeah. nine match or whatever first round robin league. Good yeah. God. Let's let's take it up again because uh, in another uh, episode because when yeah, we are yeah. nearing the World Cup, we'll have plenty okay. of time. why i'm saying is i don't like that format i have enough things to uh, hold a grudge against it and i'll let you know why I, i was really back in new zealand in the 92 world cup that was this was the first world cup i really started following mm-hmm. you know and i was pissed yeah, off that uh, they had only one failure chances but okay uh, they failed there was only one thing they did wrong and they were out pakistan knocked them out anyway let's go yeah. there later so those were sort of the indian uh, things we covered today and then now if we go back to our other favorites or my other favorite pakistan Yeah, likewise. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they they had a uh, quite quite a bad uh, test series. Uh, they just began the one day series yesterday, 
And yeah. uh, I think, yeah, it was a commanding victory in the end. Uh, thanks to the professor. Yes. He was yes. there. He was there yes. till the end. Finished yes. the job for them. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, the pitch did look didn't look too uh, too good to bat on. Um, so I, I saw Amla was playing not so bad, but the other guy, I think, who made the debut, uh, uh, Dusen, Henry Panter Dusen. Yeah, yeah. Dusen. Yeah, he was struggling. I mean, he was he was very scratchy, um, and he somehow managed to. I have a slightly to the different 90s, uh, yeah. outlook. So it was it was a, I'll tell you. Uh, it was an innings. The South African innings was an innings. I think it was waiting to take off, but it never did. Exactly. That is so they point. yeah so they finished at 266 or something, and Pakistan you know they they I think they have a very good one day side they also won the Champions Trophy last time around in England uh, yeah they were yeah. they were good, Fakhar Zaman and uh, this guy Imamul Haq they started really well, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think I saw Imamul Haq dance down the wicket and smash Kahiso Rabada for a six right straight down the ground it was amazing <laughs> yes Rabada yeah. was a bit of color I thought but yeah, twice but, I think Imamul Haq did that. He did and, that um, to, you know, as well, Olivier. As well. And uh, Duan Olivier, you know, he he can only bowl that Test match length. So Pakistan had figured him out. That's yeah. a very good point. That's so good point. He, I think he was trying to bowl too many short deliveries, and he got whacked uh, a few times. Uh, but apart from that, I think uh, commanding victory. I think Pakistan will be really happy. Uh, you could see uh, Mickey Arthur's face, and he was really enjoying it. They were all <laughs> very happy. Uh, Sarfraz Ahmed was quite tense till the end. Uh, but uh, I think luckily for him, they. Uh, Hafiz uh, did not take it to the last over. They finished it off uh, well, in, well ahead of... Uh... No, I think this one-day team is much more balanced in terms of experience. The moment Hafiz and Shoaib Malik steps in, Absolutely. They, are, they are so much mm. more experienced, they are so much more calm, they have been in these situations. You have mm. these all these young talent at the top, right? You have Umam yeah. Al-Hag, you have Fakhar Zaman and Babar Azam, but then you have these in the middle order, along with Sarfraz, you have these two who can who can bring a lot of, lot of common sense. Yeah. They have seen it all, they have done it all. And in my yeah. opinion... They may have missed a trick by appointing uh, Sarfaz the captain of the one-day team. This is already going back one or two years because mm-hmm. I always thought Shoaib Malik is very, very clever as a cricketer. I think they may have missed a trick. They didn't treat him right when he was appointed captain the first time around. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of that, he didn't accept it when it was offered possibly. But he would have made a fantastic one-day captain. You could have sort of kept mm-hmm. Sarfaz. He doesn't play the shorter, uh, the longer format anymore, Shoaib Malik. And he would have been the yeah. ideal one day in T20 captain of Pakistan. That's my personal take. Because he has all this experience. He's sort of in the right place in his career. He's played enough. And Anyway, uh, going back to the matches themselves, if I were to say a couple of things about the South African innings, you're absolutely right. It never took off. But then, uh, I thought Henry van der Dusen was not to be blamed here because he was, after all, debuting. And scoring yeah. 90 out of 101 is not at all bad, even if you have played at 300 matches, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Right? Amla, I thought, he he was always striking at 90. But he never could accelerate. Most times, I was expecting the moment he crossed his 100, he would go berserk. Right? Yeah. He did. He tried. He, there were a couple of boundaries hit. But in the last five hours, I thought they, they could have added 20 more runs. I have a feeling from the position they were in, considering I read somewhere on uh, online, uh, mm. I think in Guerrilla Cricket uh, commentary, I think they were saying, this is the lowest score or this is the lowest score made by a team that have lost only two wickets in a full completed 50 overs. That tells you the story. Uh, there was no way they should have finished short of 300 or at least 295, you know. And that would have been the difference. You know, I, there's always this cliche thing. People say they were always 10 runs short, 20 runs short. This is one of those typical examples where they were exactly 10 or 20 runs short. And Probably a lot more, I think. <laughs> middle overs, the acceleration did not come. This is the other thing. 
once these both guys were sort of 50 plus right i expected amla to sort of pick up the gear a little he usually finishes 100 uh, plus strike rate if he plays mm-hmm. 70 80 mm-hmm. balls somehow today or in yesterday's match he couldn't do that that cost them the match and in the i think they they probably should have sent uh, i mean um, sent in also uh, who is this guy henrik klassen He's mm-hmm. a good striker of the cricket ball. I think uh, they should have asked Am- Amla to hit out or get out. Yeah. And then that... brought him. Uh, they should have sent a message. I think the team management should have they sent. Did. Maybe they have, but um, they yeah, know. yeah, exactly. I think Amla is sort of coming back into form, and he's sort of making sure he will be in in the uh, sort of run when it comes to World Cup squad and such uh, some such. But I expected him to be a bit less. a uh, bit less uh, if i can use the word selfish because uh, look he's such a nice gentlemanly player i don't like to use those words but then maybe he could have been a bit more selfless and gone after the bowling a little bit it doesn't matter if you got out at 97 or 98 if you were to try to accelerate that additional 10 balls you would give to david miller and um, maybe even as you say class on or 50 plus he could have made the difference right mm-hmm. anyway and the other thing you you hit the nail on the head when you said rabada and olivia both were bowling the test match lengths you could clearly see that yeah right and they got hit because of that and i let's not take anything away from imamul haq and i think babar azam to an extent because they both sort of steadied the ship they set up so nicely and hafiz yeah. finished off well hafiz scored at more than run a ball yeah. and malik or sarfas couldn't support him but he was there so if you see our uh, tweets around this time i was following this very closely and uh, on the armchair quick pod and uh, the tweets it will show you i was sort of following it up and my feeling was that if hafi stayed they would win and that's what exactly happened yeah he took it till the end right mm-hmm. they couldn't sort of finish it off in the 47th or the 48th but that showed his experience counted his experience played out and he showed that even in the way he hit the runs or the boundaries when the team was sort of you know and i think he kind of knew that uh, the bowlers were going to make such some mistakes and he was waiting for the bad ball to punish them um, so he didn't panic he didn't try to uh, you know he, he was I meant so i mean uh, maybe this is too strong a comparison but he was playing like dhoni to be honest yeah why not extent. why not yeah. i mean yeah. no 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 it's not too strong a comparison at least for me he has the nows he has the experience and he has the talent i don't see him any less than dhoni as a batsman maybe not as much as a finisher finisher mm. in yeah. in a chase maybe he can still you know match through yeah. so i think i think the other thing uh, I, i i would like to mention is uh, the role of babar azam i think mm-hmm. uh, he was i think he played more like a sheet anchor he was there uh, for quite a while he was keeping the ship steady like you said um so i i have such high hopes for him in the world cup i hope he does uh, well i think this is this is the coming man he already has been for two years and and he has would, a te- and he has a odi average of 50 yes yes right? so in odi is the he's the real yeah. champion in that team in odi is right yeah. he really came out with a bang with odi is and now he's trying to translate it also to the test team Mm-hmm. so um, just to just to i think this sets up the series wonderfully well i think it will be a very competitive one day and uh, t20 series that follows right i expect it will be a very close 3 to one way or the other this is my prediction pakistan will probably take this one day series 3 to this is my this is my prediction and also the t20 yeah. series let's see how it goes right yeah. and uh, one quick point about well the test match squad I, when I hear the, some of the podcasts, so uh, first of all, I would like to say hello to our uh, co-podcasters, our uh, another podcast out there, Down the Ground podcast. These are very passionate Pakistani supporters. I listen to them, and they they happen to mention a very nice fact that Pakistan has done only 19 A tours since 
since since let's say the inception of cricket in the country and that's a very interesting thing because that's very few you would think right and this would yeah. and they have not toured, done an a tour of south africa in 5 to 6 years which is very weird how do you groom your players yeah. if you compare it to india or england who have done at least 10 plus tours in the last 10 years mm-hmm. they're always touring i think they've gotten this groove of the a team a team being very close to the main team also nearing in a near country nearby country like for example india was uh, playing in australia and india was in new zealand england did it multiple times when the a team or the lions team was also in the same place as the mm. main team so that they can swap players and they get this experience right yeah and they can also have a good bench strength you know people exactly. who are match fit so i exactly. think it's very important so uh, some some something that the pakistan board can probably take on going forward you know now they are able to also generate some revenue from uh, this psl and everything they could probably invest it towards this and uh, you know make their bench strength or their second squad the second squad really strong that pushes the first squad mm-hmm. another thing just a just a small thing i will probably not go too much into it i heard uh, in one of those analysis shows shoaib akhtar was claiming that he was offered the selectorial seat on a under 19 uh, pakistan under 19 squads mm-hmm. that might not be a bad idea he he wanted both uh, selectorial and the managerial sort of a role a dual mm-hmm. role there i don't know how it will work but look this guy was a bad boy in his time but he has seen enough international cricket and when he talks you get the feeling that he may have sort of put some of those things behind and may have matured of course and he brings this um, he brings this raw aggression to everything he does that might really uh, be something that might need to be injected back in yeah. they are very critical of mickey arthur who's trying to make it more of a, a more of a you know uh, how there is a lot of it but you you know balancing it out is the most important thing I think every team has to find its culture and yeah. Pakistan should never completely let go of that aggressive and this raw talent that they have but still sort of merge it with a professional setup. So this guy might be not a wrong or a not an entirely wrong choice there is my opinion. Hmm. All right. Now the let's now Test preview series, yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. let's quickly preview the two Test series that are coming up one is the Australia and Sri Lanka Test series. So it's a very interesting tour it's just a two test tour. that sri lanka who are fresh off the boat from new zealand mm. i think will be they are they just played out a um tour game it was not very productive i think they lost a lot of wickets in uh, both the innings they got to bat and their bowlers were taken apart and they gave away a lot of runs including two centuries i think to the australian board 11 so uh, is that is that do you think a sort of a precursor of what might be coming in this series kiri well i hope not i hope it's not going to be one sided Having said that, uh, I think Aussies will be waiting to take it. <laughs> you you did say this in the previous yeah, yeah, yeah. previous podcast as well, and yeah. I think you're right. Um, also, I think Aussies had a little bit of a setback. Hazelwood is injured, yeah, and he yeah. there is stress fracture of the back, which is a serious sounding injury, I think. So oh, yes. I hope he he's uh, recovered enough by the time the World Cup comes around, because I um, I think they would wrap him in cotton wool if required until then, because that's not a that's not a easy injury to recover from, isn't it? So the stress fracture of the back for a fast bowler. And But his Jay replacement, Richardson. yeah, Jai Richardson. Uh-huh. He's been added to of, the yeah. test squad based on his uh, form in white ball cricket. Yes, yes. Weren't Look, there domestic guys, you know, domestic uh, Sheffield Shield uh, players who did? Yeah, yeah. There are a couple more people. Deserved a better chance. Yeah, uh, there are a couple more people. So Daniel Varal is one of the people I think they were discussing. right mm-hmm. who's uh, been a consistently higher uh, per, high performer a uh, very high wicket taker in their domestic circuit for the last 2 to 3 seasons but this guy i think he brings this x factor that you can't put your finger on jai richardson mm-hmm. right he's fast okay. and he hurries the batsman up he showed this in the one yeah. day as well right 
and um, it's not easy to surprise people like dhoni or kohli but he was able to do that right yeah. so maybe he has this certain x factor but they already have mitchell stark comments there. right Cummins, Cummins as well. Oh, he bowls a heavy ball. Let's not discount that. Let's guy. not forget Cummins. Yeah, of course. So uh, it's, it's an interesting choice in itself. You'd 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 go for a banker. Yeah. Somebody who can like Hazelwood is a banker in the Test squad, right? When it comes to bowling, he's right then and there. He keeps forcing the batsman to play that specific line and length, and these guys can attack. So uh, I have a feeling Jerry Richardson might be given the taste of the high level, uh, highest level, as in he might be made a part of the squad. somebody else may take his place i don't have to check i have Who a feeling i'm yeah. checking the squad now i have a feeling maybe siddle may get a look in he was he was a part of the india squad as well right? right he was also a part of the india squad so i'm now checking so uh, i would say yes i i have a feeling it will be pete siddle peter siddle who might make come back into the squad and he might sort of uh play in the 11 ahead of uh, jay richardson this is my take on it and when it comes to the australian top order joey burns was the la- the other batsman we forgot to mention while sort yeah. of previous yeah. what yeah so he would be the composition i think he might open and will pukowski may not get a look in at the beginning so it might be rather joey burns with uh, matter and shaw but these both are uh, sort of coming players coming back matter and shaw has already been sort of i think earmarked as a player for the future right he's only 22 and yeah. uh, that that sort of a bit more stable then usman khwaja can take the number 3 then yeah. travis head and uh, marnas labushkagni or labushain to come and then you have head uh, sorry you have the captain uh, tim payne and then the rest of the batting i, I would say that that is, seems a bit more measured rather than throwing both pukowski and uh, you know renshaw together at the at the mm-hmm. top but we'll see I how that still have, you know i would still have retained finch Yes, yeah, I would definitely have, have given him another run in the middle order. This is my yeah, opinion. in the middle order, not as an opener, but in the middle order. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to Sri Lanka, I think they suffered a little bit of a setback. Poor, poor Nuan Pradeep is injured again. Oh, He's injured his hamstring. Yeah. I don't know what this guy has to do, man. I know coming from the subcontinent, I would re- recommend him to go back and do some pujas or some hymns and. some religious ceremonies something has something has gone wrong there is my opinion you know i mentioned it jokingly but i really feel for him he, i i was really excited when i saw him bowling in tandem with suranga lakmal they added something to the squad but now he's not there he's again injured out and he's he's no spring chicken he's 32 now man i mean i don't know how many more years he has left in that body that's unfortunate for me that he's not able to perform now because he was in the squad in new zealand but he never got a test match and now he will not get a test match on this tour either which is now which is which is uh, not nice you know but uh, when it comes to the batting dimuth karunaratne has been one of the more uh, successful openers in 2018 uh, do you know that he he was he only averaged about 37 i think in tests but he was one of the successful uh, openers in test cricket because last year famously test uh, test openers had a very torrid time the bowling fast bowling has seen a renaissance sort of in test matches and this guy was one of the successful ones i i expect he'll play a very important role right mm-hmm. and of course niroshan dikwella and uh, um, we'll have to see sadira samaravikrama is one of those up and coming youngsters who's got a taste of the international cricket there right yeah. i expect some of these people along with of course chandimal right to be important players now that um, matthews is not there mandis kusal mandis Ushal Mendes, but he's a third innings or a fourth innings player. We know that, right? I always but, claim. But the uh, you know they they had a real scare the South African team. Yes, he, yes. Yeah, the, I think he, he's uh, his injury is not so severe. I think he can play. 
You mean uh, Matthews? No, no, Kusal Mendes. Kusal Mendes will play. Oh, he got uh, he he had a minor injury when he was uh, ah. playing against that uh, cricket Australia eleven. Yes, yeah. yes, I I got I got your point. I'm, I yeah, think yeah. I just understood that. So uh, this is this will be the majority of the batting order. I would expect uh, Karuna Ratna to open with. I, I have a feeling uh, they may ask Sadira Samaravikrama to come in. Right or Lahiru Tirumanna is still in the squad, but he's been underperforming for years. I don't know. So let's see. But then the bowling is still in safe hands. The Suranga Lakmal, right? And you have um, these two very exciting prospects, Dushmanta Chamira and Lahiru Kumara. And they, these three, I expect, will start off, right? And then as a Tilwan Pereira is like sort of a banker abroad, I yeah. think for Sri Lanka. Yeah. But I don't know if they would. They would sort of throw in Lakshan Sandakan, the left-arm leg spinner, right? They may throw him in. We'll see. We'll see. I have a very interesting uh, outlook on this. In Australia, especially uh, considering that the first match is, I think, a day-night match, uh, it might yeah. really pay off if they play this left-arm leg spinner. This is my this is my thought on that. And But why then, do you think so? What do you think? So? In Australia, in Australia, the first uh, I'm looking at the schedule, right? So uh, the first uh, test match is in Brisbane, and I have a feeling that's a nice bouncy pitch. And Vaughan used to be always successful on this pitch. Right. So Vaughan always Vaughan is okay. He's not a normal comparison to make when it comes to leg spinners. I should say that outright, right? But then he always said, if there is bounce in the pitch. A leg spinner is always in the game. He's a left-arm leg spinner, I know, but he's still a wrist spinner. He's always in the game. Yeah. And in yeah. in the day-night matches, you get a bit of bite in the second half of the day when the lights are on, correct? With the pink ball. But then in the first half of the day, this guy might be very useful. Uh, he might be a partnership breaker, right? Whereas uh, sort of Dilruan might be the holder. I I would even say, can you risk leaving Dilruan out and playing this guy? I don't see that happening, but. that might be an interesting sort of a left field pick for sri lanka as far as i'm concerned mm. all right that's right. sort of my thoughts i don't know if you have any more to add uh, so second test is from february in 1st canberra actually second test is that, in canberra that's yeah. a new one right so they trying to yeah. there's a new uh, test venue and they're trying to they uh, canberra has already hosted a few one day i think at t20s so mm. it might be this is the administrative capital of australia it's not really much on the cricketing map as far as i'm concerned right yeah. but I think it might be something new. We might see how that goes. I, I have no clue how the pitch will play. Maybe in the coming uh, weeks, when we get uh, closer to the test, we might get to know a bit more about it. Let's see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, to Shall the next one to West Indies. Yeah. Yes. So the West Indies and England series. I'm I'm uh, really happy to see that Darren Bravo has been brought in. Right. Mm-hmm. England have this very settled squad, and they don't have a lot of uh, tumults in there. But West Indies squad, right? There is always up and down. You have no, you have no clue how it will go. But uh, I'm very happy to see. First of all, Holder has recovered. He'll be back to lead the squad. He's he's a very, hero. He's a very fastly improving Test player, in my opinion. His bowling has come on very nicely. He's to always contribute with the bat. He's very steady. He's very classical Test match batsman. So he'll add that, right? and you all anyway have this raw pace of shannon gabriel and kemar roach they are always there yeah, there yeah. and shannon gabriel is also one of the most improved players in that setup yeah. i am very excited you have you have very good batsmen right at the top so you have shy hope right and uh, their openers uh, they are sort of hot and cold 
for me um, yeah brathwaite is their banker right at the top and uh, it it seem it uh, yeah the top order if they can hold together for half a day or three fourth of a day they have a very solid middle order with this um, chase roston chase you have holder right so and you have shy hope at four they have a very let's say not a very raw top order but they can be very promising and if you give at least 300 runs to bat right if it's something mm-hmm. to play with shannon gabriel i think with kemar roach i see him doing quite nicely i think his breakthrough tour was the last west indies tour of england where he took five fours and won a match for the west indies mm-hmm. and he's this old school you know batter the batsman to death sort of a bowler i really <laughs> when he bowls i am really excited and there was this ocean thomas previously uh, he's not had played a test match but uh, he, i don't know if he's if he comes into the picture but i would like to see if at least him in the squad to see if he can learn from these guys right this yeah, is the best include him in the squad but uh, not yes. play him in the there's also miguel come in so i would expect that the squad to begin with would be um, at least uh, from the fast bowling stocks uh, they would i think go with three if not four because i'm reading that there are two things that are sort of uh, fresh for the squad right uh, or this series one is dukes have come up with a red ball that is more resistant to the abrasion from the surface dukes ball is always very susceptible so to it that. doesn't go soft uh, soon or lose its slacker very easily so i think they are trying to see if they can find a ball that performs well on abrasive pitches in so that they can get in on the asian market as well right in in asian conditions you usually go with uh, at least in india we go with sg i think in sri lanka as well so i think they are trying to see if they can get in there so what i see is the first uh, right the first uh, test match is scheduled to be played in uh, bridgetown and it's a very spicy pitch is what i read about it so it might be a good contest england have a very settled squad i don't see too much to discuss they are so uh, sort of in a groove you have these broad and anderson very classic uh, puran performers with the greatest for their their own country right and then uh, you have i think um, ben stocks is now in the squad and uh, ollie stone has been withdrawn unfortunately ollie stone has gone i was very very sort of excited to see this guy he's one of those guys that bowls 150 plus or 150 right and it's it's a nice thing to see that but unfortunately he is uh, injured himself and uh, um, i think the other guy uh, i the durham guy i forget his name uh, mark wood he's mark been brought into the squad yeah he's been thrown into the squad so uh, the thing is this might be one of those exception pitches on west indies uh, shores where the pitch might be fast and both the teams may be looking to uh, sort of go with uh, fast bowling more of fast bowling normally west indian pitches are almost subcontinental in nature there's a lot of wear and tear and um, sam karan i don't know if they'll start with him because he's more of a swing bowler but let's see uh, i would say mohin ali would start for sure i but, don't know if adil rashid starts no but sam karan is has his uh, good batting ability so he will uh, oh, also he come that, so he yeah. might come in as an all rounder you might say yeah, yeah. and then also when it comes to the opening the middle order is very settled you have uh, root you have ali you have besto and you have also butler so the middle order is sort of very much settled but for me what i would like to see is the openers rory burns and uh, keaton jennings they both have a good chance keaton jennings is now the experienced opener with ali cook retired right mm-hmm. i would like to see if they are able to settle down and you have ben stokes the x factor in the squad as well and this is a very this is for me going to be still it's um it's going to be an england victory as far as yeah. i see right? yeah, i don't uh, really another question for you uh, sorry another question go for you go on. Or butler for keeping 
Yeah, that's a good one. I sort of was thinking about it in the background as well. Look, Bairstow was uh, asked to not keep and because he got injured, Butler was given the gloves and Butler is now seen as the coming man of the Indian, okay. of the England team, right? Across all formats. So, uh, it would be unfortunate if Bairstow cannot keep his gloves and he's only playing as a batsman. But I see that happening with this, with this England cricket mindset. I see that Bairstow will play as a batter and uh, Butler will keep. And let's not forget, I think I saw this uh, stat somewhere. Besto is has had a prolific uh, one-day season last year. So he's yes, been yes. their best oh, yeah. uh, one-day batsman. He started opening and I think yeah. he made uh, his own the spot. Yeah. yeah. So so they will have to preserve him preserve him for uh, World Cup as well. So, exactly. so he, exactly. they might need to go easy on his back if he has to uh, keep for yeah. 90 overs. Yeah. Yeah. Can he has some yeah. injury issues. You're right. That's so, a very good point. So, for me, look, with Darren Bravo back in the squad, probably he'll bat at three for the West Indies. And I really expect he'll have something to say about it, you know, with the bat, with through his performances. So, it might be a close close contest, but I still see England taking the Test Series at least 2-1, if not 2-0. It's a three-test match series. And I see them taking it. This is my prediction going forward. I think we can review the rest of the tour in the upcoming upcoming few uh, episodes because there's yeah, plenty we'll of have time. more to we'll have more to say i think uh, next okay. week as well more cricket so, to be played next week yeah look uh, for me um, i think let's uh, let's quickly go through the miscellaneous topics uh, for now let's say i see the i see this article it's a very interesting article uh, the pcb is saying that australia is uh, in talks right to mm-hmm. quickly uh, round it out uh, i see i think uh, PCB is continuing to insist that Australia will come, whereas Australia is sort of, we are not sure, when did we say that, yada, yada, yada. So, what do you say about this, Giri? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, in Aussie, Australia in uh, going to play in Pakistan, yeah. probably not going to happen. I don't think. Uh, like it's, I think a bit of uh, Pakistan is trying to use social media or use, use a bit of no. media pressure mm. to get Australia to come, at least uh, look at it. Right? So, the, their exact terms are the PCB is still waiting for response from CA. So they're still waiting. So they don't know. Mm. Uh, in this case, uh, that's uh, we'll see how that pans out, right? I'm I'm very interested to see if any team would try try to come to uh, Pakistan to play. This is something I would like to talk about in another episode. I have a lot of thoughts on it. It might take a lot of time, but yeah. I think it's time. It's time we the other countries out there start playing small tours in Pakistan. Give it. Let's see how it pans out. But there are both pluses and negatives to this, and we'll get into it in another episode. Yeah. So other things, Archer, Jofra uh, Archer, the bar, the bar, uh, the Bajan, Barbadian born. I meant to say, yeah. the Bajan who is now very much on the England radar. Giles says, uh, Ashley Giles mm-hmm. who's taken up the role of the CEO. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, this guy is still now he's qualified, I think, or he'll qualify very shortly before the World Cup, and he has a proven pedigree. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't see really a place for him. But given that he bowls 140 plus and has something to offer with the bat. Yeah. Right. And I think he might come into the mix. He yeah. plays white ball cricket very well. Oh, he yeah. Could, uh, yeah. So Look, he's a Bajan man. They are born fast <laughs> bowling uh, in their blood, so to say. And uh, he, I think, can tonk the ball a bit as well. Yeah. He bowls test match lengths. I've seen him in BBL. Very interestingly, he bowls some interesting test match lengths. Yeah. Or, you know, so it works for him, though. Right, he has a very good slow ball as well, mm-hmm. and I think if somebody gets up his nose, I I see him pushing 150. Right, he's sort of looking like. But it it doesn't look like he makes a lot of effort in bowling exactly. 150 plus. He's very exactly. you know casual in his uh, bowling I think action. Uh, 
big big frame and that wrist coming through the action you are absolutely right you hit it on the head when you say it doesn't look like he's struggling exactly so somebody can get up his nose we don't i don't think 150 is a problem it, yeah it it looks so uh, you know um, natural to him the way exactly. he bowls so i think fast. he was born to bowl fast you know yes you know it looks kind of. so natural it's shannon gabriel doesn't uh, show that but sometimes kemar roach did before his injury i think he looks i think I, i can also think of rabada rabada oh. is also very uh, natural you know good example excellent yeah. example yeah. he doesn't look like he's struggling Engedi exactly. doesn't show it. Rabada does. He looks like he's just going through the crease. There's no effort there. You know, it's so yeah. natural, lovely. Well, I, he's very exciting. I would I say. I hope Archer gets to play for England. You know, if it, yes. it all works out for him in the end. I somehow see that he will play. Let me put it like this. Whether he'll play in the World Cup already, we don't know. But he will definitely represent England. Is my prediction going forward? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And talking about Giles, Ashley Giles. You know, I saw uh, one of his interviews the other day. where uh, he mentioned he will have a relook at this uh, uh, this practice or not practice uh-huh. but uh, you know uh, the english uh, cricket players they have a routine in their training mm-hmm. uh, they they play football amongst each other um, so he's not in favor of this because it also causes some injuries to the players you know um, it, it, so it has he, he's, he's spoken about it or spoken against yes. it very mildly you know mm-hmm. but that's his english way of saying it but i think he means it Mm-hmm. and uh, i think butler has responded jose butler he also thinks it's not a good uh, all right so no, they, they may they may actually revisit their uh, training uh, routines like volleyball play, play something else where you are involved yeah. i think football is chosen because it 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 is useful for warming up all parts of the body or something i read somewhere because even though you are only running around you still use a lot of your body to turn quickly or you know uh, change direction yeah. and all of these things so you use all your body as well so mm, but in this case maybe as you say if it contributes yeah. injuries what's the yeah. point take it out use something yeah. else right? these days come on at my club the sort of training routines we do are so extensive mm-hmm. i can't imagine the com- amount of work that's been put in in training uh, regimens at the highest level right yeah, yeah. so there, there are exceptions there are other things so and um, hmm, and what about uh, this guy the reverend is back in news Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. No, well, he he's never been out of it, has he? By Reverend, I think he referred to David Warner. David Warner, of course, yes. So in BPL, in in the middle of an over, I think while Gale was bowling, he switched from left to right and whacked the ball three ball sixteen runs or some such, right? And and you're not. This is not reverse it. It's just changing no, no, no. his stance. He just changed his stance. He just yeah. became a right-hander, so to say, right? Mm. And mm. I think he had to tell the umpire officially tell them uh, tell them guys, I'm now a right-hander, and turned around and started batting. There are no there are no problems with the rules. MCC has clarified, hasn't it? So yeah. the only thing is, as a bowler, I don't think you can switch your arms in the middle of an over. But as a batter, you are allowed to. because look the rules still say it takes only one ball to get out so they don't care the bowlers i'm sure right but but it's amazing right i mean he can whack the ball even uh, as a right-handed batsman amazing no no i think he has shown it multiple times while left-handed batting well, the amount of power he gets into switch hits or these reverse slogs whatever you call it mm. and i mean i'm not at all surprised and i have a feeling he was born a right-hander who sort of took up right-handed batting uh-huh. so Mm, if you were to go back into history, uh, if you look at many people out there or ex-cricketers or current cricketers who are able to bat left but bowl right, I have a feeling they were born right-handed. For example, I think I read a while back, right? Ganguly, Saro Ganguly is the most mm. famous example because he used to bowl right-handed, if you remember, and not yeah, very... Yeah, dibbly-dobblies, yeah, like yeah, Jeff Walker used to say. Yeah, right-handed yeah. 
you know uh, medium uh, bowling mm-hmm. right handed medium but at the end of the day i read when he was younger he was asked to switch to batting left he was not a natural lefty at all his his elder brother snehashish ganguly was a left hander so they already had a left handed kit at home so it was sort of you know it's done at a very young age wow. like when you were 6 or 8 like why don't you start batting left and he did and you seen the result as of course yeah as his own colleague mr rahul dravid put it this god and this ganguly on the offside so on your side yeah well <laughs> lara might have a few things to say and so did mr graham pollock and gary garfield so but let's let's leave that let's, it's, it's a bit of hyperbole that we can indulge with a bit of good humor i'm sure right yeah. anyhow so mm. that has been uh, most of the things we had planned for today right and yeah. uh, all right so again i would like to thank our uh, all our listeners for the involvement they've shown and the feedback they've given us the uh, you can always get in touch with us via the armchair uh, cricket pod at armchair cricket pod this is our twitter handle and we are sometimes online during matches so we can we can banter around live you know you are welcome to do that with us and then there's also the armchair.cricket@gmail.com this is our mail id so get in touch we would like to very much hear your comments anything you would like to contribute you anything any questions you would like to ask us we would like to take up right these are some of the things uh, we are very much interested in we have our uh, podcast now available on spotify and apple podcasts so please uh, you know give a, give us a listen and then of course if you would pass this word around we would be very grateful if you if you could get your friends other cricket enthusiasts in your circle of friends to also get to listen to this podcast we would be very grateful thanks a lot for that and then um just to look at what we would like to see in the upcoming podcast or the upcoming weeks we have the one day series between india and new zealand that will begin we have the ongoing one day series between uh, pakistan and uh, south africa of course and from test match perspective we have um both australia, england and australia, australia yeah yes both the england uh, west indies as well as the uh, australia sri lanka series yeah. start so it's a mouth watering week of cricket coming up so thanks a lot for listening to this one and i hope you can join uh, us again for the upcoming episodes where we will dis- discuss all of these and more thanks a lot guys have a very nice uh, week and thanks a lot giri thanks for joining and your very good contributions thank you ajit speak to you next time Bye-bye. all right thanks a lot guys bye you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast